emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD. What up, everybody? It's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. I am Pam Perry. Hey, everybody. This is Rochelle V. Mann, CEO of Man Made Productions. This is Bree Diane, international evangelist. Hey, this is Candace Pretty Strange Smith. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemeth. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud Radio Show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford. Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here. You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike. Check out the best radio show online. You're locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into the... And without thinking about it, guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check out Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmin. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmin's. Welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemmons. You're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So happy that you've joined us on tonight. We took a little break on last week. Took a little break. You know, it's always good to take some time and get some rest. And uh, we needed some much needed rest. Got a few things ahead of us. The election is coming up in just a couple of weeks. We are just 14 days away. That's right, guys. Just 14 days away. And uh, you don't, again, have to wait until November 3rd to cast your ballot. Many people have done so already, according to 
reports that I've seen, over 22 million people have already cast their ballots. And uh, I hope you are one of them. You certainly can do that and do it early. Don't wait until November 3rd to cast your ballot, but you can do it right now. This is the uh, Your Voice, Your Vote edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And again, if you don't vote, then you don't have a voice. Uh, you have basically crippled your own self uh, in in the midst of all that is going on. And how uh, would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that to yourself uh, when so much, again, is at stake? We're going to be talking about a lot of that uh, during tonight's show. Got a, a great show in, in store for you talking about three trending topics uh, that's taken place over this past week, of course. Uh, talking about Ice Cube and the contract with Black America or as Trump, uh, as people calling it the Platinum Plan. <laughs> Going to get into that in the first segment of tonight's show. Uh, Cube has taken a lot of flack and gotten a lot of backlash because of his uh, association with the Trump organization, uh, the Trump uh, presidential campaign, uh, looking at his plan and taking some aspects of it and calling it the Platinum Plan. So we're going to talk about that in the first segment of tonight's show. A lot has come out about it. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's another rapper uh, that, that uh, has um, made news. Uh, 50 Cent has uh, endorsed Donald Trump uh, because of uh, when he, I guess, when he heard about the Biden tax plan, uh, you know, uh, the Biden tax plan, no one under $400,000 is going to get any extra taxes. Uh, but those who make $400,000 or more are going to be taxed more. And so they should. You make more money, you should be taxed more money. But according to 50 Cent, uh, you know, Biden's tax, tax plan does not work for him and he's now endorsing President Trump. Hmm. Sellouts come in all colors. That's what I tweeted out a little a little while ago. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about that in the first segment of tonight's show. And, uh, you know, uh, what is the fallout behind all of this? Ice Cube and the contract with Black America. What should he have done? And and uh, we're going to dig, dig deep into that and, uh, you know, uh, really try to address uh, our concerns with uh, this so-called contract with Black America during the first segment of tonight's show. And in the second segment, we're going to be talking about Trump's non-committal of a peaceful transition of power if he loses in November. And the reports are already showing that he is losing by a wide margin, according to the Electoral College um, and CNN. Uh, Trump is, uh, well, Biden has 290 electoral votes and Trump is only at 160 I believe and according to John King if he even if he wins all the swing states he would still fall short of the 270 electoral votes that he would need in order to uh, win the re-election so we're going to dig deep into that as well and uh, the peaceful transfer of power is one of the hallmarks and staples of 
of our nation and uh, and it's a staple of this democracy and so if you're not willing to commit to that and you're not willing to commit to the peaceful transition of power if you lose uh, there's a lot uh, that, that, that can be assumed and Democrats are preparing for that likelihood we're going to talk about what that is all about in the second segment of tonight's show and then finally we're going to take up a debate that's been going on uh, for some time now uh, and again I think it falls in line with the topic for tonight's show your voice your vote and fun topic and the question is who's better or who's the GOAT MJ or LeBron we're going to talk about that in the last segment of tonight's show And, of course, we've got a dynamic thought of the week for you on tonight, an excerpt from a powerful, powerful message delivered by the pastor of Alfred Street Baptist Church, Reverend Dr. Howard John Wesley, an excerpt from a sermon entitled Birth of a Nation. He talks about why we need to vote and why our voting is so, so very important. So, guys, if you needed some motivation, if you need to know why you need to go to the polls and vote in November, and again, you don't have to wait to November 3rd to vote. You can do it right now. But you don't need you cannot miss tonight's thought of the week directly from the uh, Reverend Dr. Howard John Wesley, the pastor of Alfred Street Baptist Church, an excerpt from his powerful sermon entitled A Birth, The Birth of a Nation. So, guys, we've got a great show in store for you. Remember to follow us on all social media, on Twitter and on uh, Instagram at at TOL Radio Host MSN and on Facebook. Like our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show. Guys, we would love to hear from you or drop us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com. Love to engage those who listen to the show on a week to week basis. We truly, truly appreciate it. And uh, always remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your uh, subscriptions. Uh, to our show helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Your ratings and your subscriptions helps us to increase our exposures all across the world wide web. And remember, you can listen to our show across uh, a number of different platforms. Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, uh, bl- uh, Blog Talk Radio, of course, Spreaker, uh, iHeart, um, I said that, TuneIn, a uh, number of different platforms. Of course, our website, michaelnemons.com, radiopublicradio.com, and um, the Praise Network website. Uh, you can definitely go there and listen to our, uh, our uh, over 100 and something uh, podcasts that we have available. And again, welcome to all of our Detroit Praise Network listeners. Uh, we truly appreciate each and every one of you uh, that are tuning in to our show. Thank you so very much. And we hope that you'll share uh, these podcasts with your friends and your relatives and share with them what's going on here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we would love, again, to get your feedback. Whatever show topics you want us to talk about or discuss, you can email us at contact at michaelnimmons.com. Or if you would like to be a guest on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're always looking to to talk to influential individuals. Maybe you have a a great story to share. Uh, We would love to have you on our show. Again, send us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com. We would love to 
to hear from you. Well, guys, we're going to take our first break of the night. When we come back, we're getting right into our first topic for the night, talking about Ice Cube and the Platinum Plan. What's that all about? You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Tom Joyner Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. Good friend of ours, iconic, legendary radio host right here in Detroit, John Mason. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you, Pastor Michael, man. out of a cloud and always listen to thinking it out loud it'll change your life it'll do it and every time you watch and listen it'll change your life every day tune in to the thinking out loud radio show every tuesday at 8 p.m with radio host michael nimmons available everywhere you listen to your podcast and now available for download on the detroit praise network app Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you to believe. Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. 
If you believe in social justice, if you believe that black lives matter, if you believe that voting will bring about a change in November, if you believe that Jesus Christ is king, then you need to be listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm radio host Michael Nemens, and if all of your answers are yes, then you need to join me Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Available everywhere you listen to your podcast, including michaelnemons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Our next guest is Ice Cube. If you know anything about him, and you probably do, you know he started his career rapping in defiance about police presence uh, and the realities of inner city life. And he got political with his songs as well recently during the Trump administration, most recently in 2018. Here's a taste. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. That is Russian intelligence. Now we see a shift. Now he wants to work with President Trump. Here's what the president had to say most recently about Black Lives Matter. The first time I ever heard of Black Lives Matter, I said, that's such a terrible term because it's such a racist term. It's a term that sows division between blacks and whites and everybody else. And it's a very bad term for blacks. But they were very angry. It's a Marxist organization. With all that going on, and how the president continues to speak about there being no systemic inequality. It's no shock that Ice Cube got some heat for deciding uh, to work with the Trump administration. He wants to deal with it. I want to understand it. So, so should you. So here is Ice Cube on prime time. Thank you for taking the opportunity, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, uh, Chris. Uh, your lead-ins are a little misleading. How so? Um, Well, the platinum plan is not my plan. I came up with the contract with Black America, um, and I didn't run to go work with any campaign. Both campaigns contacted me. Both campaigns wanted to talk to me about the contract with Black America. One campaign said, we love what you have, but let's really dig into it after the election. And one campaign said, we love what you have. Uh, Do you mind talking to us about it? And that's what I did. So I didn't run to nobody. And uh, so that was real misleading to me. Um, I didn't say you ran to anybody. I said that you had taken a pivot. Well, you, you, you said I ran over to the Trump team instead of the Biden team. That's just not true. Well, uh, but you are working with me. the Trump team instead of the Biden team and people are giving you heat for it. What do you say to them? Well, I'm willing to work with both teams, but I'm just working with whoever is willing to work with me. So the Trump campaign came to me and asked me to explain to them some of the uh, contract with Black America. That's what I did. I'm not playing no more of these games, these political games. We're not part of a team. We have very broad problems, especially the wealth gap in this country when it comes to black Americans. So I'm going to whoever's in power and I'm going to speak to them about our problems specifically. I'm not going there talking about minorities. I'm not going there talking about people of color or diversity or none of that stuff. I'm going there for black Americans, the ones who are the descendants of slaves. And that's what I'm going to talk to anybody who's in power with that. So if anybody got a problem with that, it seems like a personal problem. Well, here's the problem. And it is very personal, personal, as you know, for a lot of people of color, because they'll say, well, why would you pick Trump? 
when he says there's no such thing as systemic inequality. Say that. He's not picking nobody. He's the president. But why do you think he'd want to do something for the community when he says there's no such thing as systemic inequality? I don't know what he want to do. I just know what the man said. I know what he said to the country. Uh, I've never met Donald Trump. Um, And uh, so I don't know what he's going to do. I just know what he said he was going to do. So both of them have a plan. Both of them say they're going to do something. Um, And who knows what's really going to happen after November 3rd. We're back on the Your Voice, Your Vote edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we said before the break that we're going to be kicking off tonight's show talking about Ice Cube and the contract with Black America. And he's received a great deal of uh, backlash uh, from the black community because of, um, you know, what has come out of it. And, of course, his, um, uh, you know, connection with the Trump campaign, to be quite honest with you. So, um, to give you a little bit of uh, context to this, uh, Ice Cube, uh, we did we we uh, aired this a uh, couple shows ago, maybe a few shows ago. Uh, he expressed his um, anger uh, about what was going on in both the Republican and the Democratic Party. Uh, I think he mentioned it towards the end of the Democratic convention that nothing was coming out of it that was speaking directly to. Uh, what Democrats were going to be doing for black people. Uh, and he said the same of the Republican Party. And so uh, he was uh, expressing his uh, disdain as well as his disgust with both Democrats and Republicans and saying that we need to uh, hold our vote uh, uh, because, um, you know, uh, we have power and uh, until uh, these politicians listen to us and take us seriously, then uh, we should not be going and voting uh, Democrat or Republican. And and so here recently, um, Ice Cube uh, supposedly had put together a contract with Black America that he's calling uh, the CWBA uh, and uh, this contract with Black America uh, was supposedly uh, delivered to both the Biden and the uh, Trump campaign. Uh, the uh, Joe Biden and his uh, his team uh, said to uh, to Ice Cube that they uh, would consider this plan after the election, uh, where uh, Donald Trump and uh, his campaign uh, invited uh, Ice Cube to come. And to share his plan with them. Uh, And so because of that, uh, they've adopted some of uh, his plan into what they're uh, calling the platinum plan. (laughs) And uh, Ice Cube has uh, gotten some backlash because of his affiliation with uh, the Trumps uh, and and Donald Trump. And we played a bit of an interview that Donald uh, that Ice Cube recently had with Chris Cuomo. Uh, uh, expressing uh, or explaining and clarifying his uh, relationship with the Trump campaign and uh, what went on with um, Vice President or former Vice President Joe Biden's campaign. And um, and so 
um, I ran across an interesting article that was tweeted out by comedian and radio host uh, D.L. Hughley. Uh, says Ice Cube isn't winning at chess. He's losing at poker. Ice Cube isn't winning at chess. He's losing at poker. And uh, this particular article, um, this is looks like it's a blog that was written by Scott Woods. Again, uh, comedian D.L. Hughley, radio host, uh, tweeted this out. Has makes some good points about, um, you know, uh, what appears to be Ice Cube's... Um, a lack of understanding of the political process and um, and how this could directly affect his so-called contract with black America. Um, so this particular uh, article starts off by saying, you know, um, Chess is a perfect game, but here it's imperfectly applied. The game's allures as a representation of complex deals and big money moves is understandable. Chess involves long-range strategies, frequently requiring players to predict their opponent's moves. It's both infinitely graceful and stunning in its brutality. But the more you unpack the game as a metaphor for a deal like this, the more you realize that not only is Ice Cube no Bobby Fischer, He's not playing chess at all. He's playing poker and he's playing it poorly. He goes on to say, if you take him at his word, Ice Cube is attempting to do something very noble. He wants concrete political change for black people in real time in exchange for black support at the polls, which, according to, uh, you know, all of us, we know is in two weeks we go to the polls. According to him, he offered his plan to both parties, but only the Republicans took debate and then rebranded it as Trump's platinum plan <laughs> I want to just stop there real quick and say why is it called the platinum plan you know uh, is it a correlation between you know the fact that Ice Cube is a rapper and you know platinum is uh, you know usually um, used quite often in hip hop culture you know um, I, I, and, and again it goes to show you just how disingenuous all this is and yet Ice Cube seems to think that Donald Trump is uh, genuinely interested in doing something for the black community and um, in my mind the wool, have, the wool has been pulled over Ice Cube's uh, eyes and you know the respect that I had for him uh, has been lost I think because, you know, um, he seems to think that Donald Trump and his campaign is serious about doing something for the black community. Now, he supposedly has them on the hook, according to this article, for five hundred billion dollars toward what's basically a reparations platform with some respectability politics sprinkled on top and somebody brought up a good point um i think it was midwin charles um uh, a journalist on twitter uh she did a excellent job at uh really breaking down ice cubes um lack of understanding of the political process because while he might have had some good intentions uh behind this uh quote-unquote 
contract with Black America that Trump is now calling the Platinum Plan. Um, what he does not understand is whatever plan you have, you present it to the President of the United States and in, in this format is essentially a plan, a proposal. And there is nothing uh, that's legally binding, nothing that's making this um uh, nothing that makes this a concrete, uh, drawn-out plan or, or co- concrete legislation that uh, is going to benefit African Americans, and 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 so uh, it is essentially a plan, uh, a campaign promises, and that's essentially all that it is because we all know the you know the the the, the way things work in Washington. You have the Congress and you have the Senate, and bills are uh, written in both the House and the Senate, and both the House and the Senate have to agree or to approve this legislation. You know, this plan has to become some form or take some form of legislation that the Congress and the Senate both have to agree on and to approve. And then it has to be signed off by the President of the United States. So even if Trump uh, is interested uh, in, in implementing some of this plan, it Ice Cube presented to him it still has to be put before Congress and in the form of a bill that has to be voted on in both the House and the Senate before it can become real legitimate legislation that will uh, ultimately benefit the black community if that is uh, what this uh, platinum plan is designed to do which I do not believe that is designed to do that and 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 that's why there's so many people that are skeptical about uh, all of this because it does not seem to have any substance it's a lot of fluff it seems to have a lot of um, you know uh, a, a lot of uh, flair but no real Teeth, no real substance to it. And that's probably why the Biden campaign did not take it seriously. And this article really speaks to that um, and, and uh, goes on to say in a report released in September, Citigroup researchers determined that systematic racism has cost this country $800 billion since 2000. Wait, sorry, that's $800 billion per year. In other words, not only does this imaginary check come up short, talking about the $500 billion uh, plan that, that, uh, that, uh, that supposedly Donald Trump has promised uh, to invest into black America, right? Uh, but it's a one-shot deal. Cube is promising votes he can't deliver for money he's unlikely to to get for change it can't cover and poker that means someone called your bluff and so what really is happening is the Trump campaign saw right through um, you know this 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 contract with black America and they're really using 
Ice Cube and his notoriety as a celebrity, as a famous rapper, um, to uh, sort of put him up as the poster child for the black community and, and saying, see, here's somebody that we support. Here's somebody that we're backing. So we support black, the black, uh, the black community. We support black America. And yet there's still nothing there that shows that they're actually going to be doing something for the black community. And so, so it, it, it falls short in a number of different ways, and um, and I think it was Roland Martin who tweeted something out, uh, might have been a couple of days ago, that uh, you know Kanye West might have even had something to do with writing this quote unquote contract with Black America. So there you there you see, guys, there isn't much credibility or legitimacy to this whatsoever. So I. Q was walking into this thing, this meeting completely green, taken completely advantage of by the Trump campaign. And what's worse is he doesn't even see it himself. And that's the sad part about all of this. He's the last person to see that he's been completely taken advantage of. And that's a very sad position to be in. And so. I, I, you know, when it when it came out, I didn't really uh, put too much weight into it because I figured that, um, you know, this was this was much to do about nothing. You know, Ice Cube, like many of us, are upset, frustrated with the current political climate, and 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 we he has every right to be. Uh, but I think the a right way, the right approach to to this, Ice Cube should have partnered with other uh, celebrities and. And even some other political leaders and civil rights leaders and and congressmen and women uh, and 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 showed this plan to them and sat down and they talked about this plan and went over it with Ice Cube to, for him to get a better understanding because you know he's had several interviews one of which was with Roland Martin and he was he he really could not even uh, go into much of it because it didn't seem like he understood it himself and so you know he has a lot of zeal in my view but no knowledge and that's a dangerous position to be in but again I think the best approach should have been you take this contract with black America and you sit down with people like Reverend Al Sharpton you sit down with leaders like uh, vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris and you sit down with uh, Congresswoman Maxine Waters and Ayanna, uh, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley and uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Senator Cory Booker. I mean, we have some very bright, intelligent black minds, African-American minds that, that he could have sat down with and, and they could have schooled him on the right way to bring this to both campaigns where he would not have looked so bad in the public and in the media and he really does I mean he's lost a lot of credibility in the black community when he had really in my view gained quite a bit because
because of his, uh, you know, his entrepreneurial spirit, because of, you know, his support of of the black community in the past and, you know, uh, his in, in innovation and in, 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 in movies and, you know, producing and directing movies and his work, uh, you know, in Hollywood uh, with black actors and actresses. So, you know, I think he's lost a lot of that because of his connection with Donald Trump. Now, Cube is saying that, you know, he's willing to work with any group. He's worked with whoever he's willing to work with anyone who's willing to work with him. But herein lies the problem. Trump is not willing to work with you. He's using you. And the bad part about it is you don't even know. You don't even realize you're being used. And you know what they always say? It, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to be used. And then it's another thing to be misused. And you're being misused. And you don't even know that you're being misused. And that's a very dangerous uh, place to be in. Guys, I would love to know what your thoughts are. About this uh, I think Trump is taking a complete advantage Of Ice Cube uh, In this situation uh, He is somebody again that I had a lot of Respect for but I've lost a lot Of it because of how he's Approached this so called Contract with Black America We'd love to get your thoughts and feedback about That at us at TOL Radio Host MSN uh, Hit us up on our Facebook fan page At facebook.com forward slash Thinking out loud radio show uh, guys will hit us up on an email contact at michaelnimmons.com we'd love to hear from you we're going to take our next break of the night but when we come back we're going to be talking about Trump not willing uh, to comment on a fair and peaceful transition if he loses in a couple weeks want to talk about that on the other side of the break it's the thinking out loud radio show we'll be right back you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Myri Graphics. In need of a local design for your business, then check out The Myri Graphics. Need flyers, business cards, t-shirts, or website for your business, then check out The Myri Graphics. The people at The Myri Graphics will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional, creative, courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at The Myri Graphics. Give them a call today at 734 219 5266 Demiree Graphics Bringing your imagination To life Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you.
Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Minneapolis, Minnesota to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. We're looking live here at the White House. Donald Trump has shown he's a big watcher of morning television. Well, he may well be keeping an eye out for reaction this morning to his latest headline-making remarks. As senior Washington editor Lindsey Duncombe reports, Trump seems to be reinforcing his controversial stand on the November election and what could happen if he loses. He was answering a question in the context of what's happening in some American cities right now, particularly protests and riots. A reporter asked him if he lost, would he support a peaceful transition of power? I want you to take a look and watch that exchange from the White House. Will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful transfer of power after the election? Well, we're going to have to see what happens. You know that I've been complaining very strongly about the ballots, and the ballots are a disaster. Biden had a rally today, like 13 people showed up, and they don't talk about it. They say, Biden is here. The one guy actually made a mistake, he called him Sleepy Joe, he's an announcer. That, that guy's job is good. But Vice President Biden is here today, he's making a speech on the environment, he has no idea what he's talking about. They don't say that there's nobody there. You know, he's got the circles, right? The circles. You ever see? He's got like five circles. And he goes there, and, and people are standing. And the reason that, and the circles, not only are they big, although I love the artistry, because the guy really does a nice job. You know, I'm into that stuff. It's very neat, very round, beautiful, solid. I mean, it would be impossible to catch anything if you're in one of those circles, because you're so far away. It's like... But I never joke about it. I mean, I don't think it's necessary for Sleepy Joe to constantly, you know, he walks onto a stage, and people are, number one, there's no people there. And the few people that are there are like, 
what, 50 yards away? And the mask is always so large, you know, it's like covers the whole thing. I shouldn't jump. I shouldn't jump because you know what? Running against the worst candidate in the history of presidential politics puts pressure on me. Could you imagine if I lose my whole life? What am I going to do? I'm going to say I lost to the worst candidate in the history of politics. I'm not going to feel so good. Maybe I'll have to leave the country. I don't know. Yesterday, the president was also in the state of Nevada. No Republican has won that state since 2004, but it's a battleground this year, and Weisha Zhang is in Las Vegas for us as a result of that. Weisha, good morning to you. What's the president's campaign strategy there to flip it into his camp? Good morning. Good morning, Tony, and good morning to everybody. You know, it is all about FaceTime with voters. The Trump campaign is hoping what happened here in Nevada four years ago does not happen again. President Trump lost, and his final push out here is part of an intense effort that's expected to include up to five stops a day ahead of November 3rd. It's great to be back in Nevada. At a packed rally Sunday night, President Trump courted voters and slammed Joe Biden. If he comes in, Carson said he will become a ghost town. And the Christmas season will be canceled. Earlier in the day, the president attended a church service in Las Vegas. I love my president. We bless you, President Trump. He received a blessing and issued a warning to the congregation. You better get out because we have a, a group on the other side that doesn't agree with us. Nevada is one of five states with a COVID-19 positivity rate higher than 20%. Last week, the president also held rallies in Iowa and Wisconsin, where he was asked if he was sending the wrong message by holding large events during the pandemic. Well, I don't think so, because I'm not a big shutdown believer. Even after getting sick himself, Mr. Trump continues to say the end of the pandemic is near. We're rounding the corner. We got the vaccines, all that. But even without it, we're rounding the corner. But cases of coronavirus are rising in around 40 states, a point former Vice President Biden seized on at a drive-in rally in North Carolina. This guy's gone around the bend if he thinks we turn the corner. Turn the corner. Things are getting worse. Since April, the Biden campaign has outraged the Trump team by more than $280 million. It's spending more, too, especially in crucial battleground states, shelling out over $24 million more in Florida, nearly $30 million more in Pennsylvania, and more than $18 million in Wisconsin. As my coach used to say, college is go time. A senior Trump campaign official tells CBS News they are announcing a significant advertising buy today. Later, President Trump will hold a rally in Arizona where the Biden campaign is also outspending him by about $12 million. Biden is beating the president in statewide polls there, even though a Democrat has not won Arizona since Bill Clinton in 1996. Tony. All right, Weijia, thank you very much. And Galen Anthony, as I send it back to you, Weijia mentioned the battle for the airways. There is also a ground game battle, a battle for turnout. We're going to have more on that later in the show. But for now, back to you guys in New York. All right, we'll see you later in the broadcast, Tony. Thanks.
We are back on the Your Voice, Your Vote edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we uh, kicked off tonight's show talking about Ice Cube and the contract with Black America. Giving you our thoughts on uh, on that and his approach to, uh, you know... Politics, and uh, he seems to have a lack of understanding on how this political game is played. And uh, just talking about, you know, uh, he really uh, how I think he's been taken advantage of by the Trump Trump campaign, especially uh, you know inviting him uh, to come in, and and now they're taking some of what he uh, has in his plan and now calling it. Or rebranding it the platinum plan, which to me is like, uh, you know, a tongue-in-cheek way of making fun of uh, Ice Cube and the black community. The platinum plan. Why has it got to be called the platinum plan? You know, I'm not. You know, just again, uh, really, really interesting. Um, you know what is unfolding the closer we get to November the third, and a lot of stuff is coming out. Of course, um, you know, in, in this segment. We're talking about uh, Trump unwilling to um, to commit uh, to a peaceful transfer of power if he loses in November. We opened up the uh, this segment with several clips of uh, Trump talking about. Um, you know, and dodging this question and uh, various uh, speeches he's been giving in rallies, of course, uh, coming off of uh, this COVID-19 uh, virus scare that he and his um, and his wife, First Lady Melania Trump, and now his son uh, all have. And there are still, again, some people who believe that it was all a hoax, um, you know, particularly because of how he has now uh, gone out and he's having these public, uh, you know, rallies with everyone not socially distancing themselves. They're all on top of each other. No one is wearing masks. He is continuing to make fun of those who wear masks, including former Vice President Joe Biden and his campaign. And you look at you look at what he is doing and you juxtapose what Trump is doing and the rallies he's holding Versus uh, what uh, Kamala, uh, Senator Kamala Harris and Vice President Joe Biden are doing and the types of rallies that they're doing. And they seem to have a better handle and grasp on uh, how to navigate uh, this political climate during this pandemic. You know, their rallies are in parking lots where people can sit in their cars and uh, and, and they're covered. They're, they're able to socially distance in their vehicles and and the candidates are still able to talk to them and able uh, to share their views and ideals with them. Uh, You know, you can just really see, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see the differences between the two campaigns. And again, I'm sure you all know that um, Trump is losing very, very badly. Uh, Right now, according to the numbers, uh, Joe Biden has 290 electoral college votes. He only needs 270 to win the presidency, where Trump is at 160, I believe. I was watching something today where John King on CNN was talking about even if Trump won all the swing states, 
uh, at this stage of it, uh, he would still lose. He would still fall short of the 270 that he needs in order to uh, be reelected as president of the United States. Uh, but John King also said that this is kind of like a, um, you know, uh, this is similar to what happened in 2016 where CNN got the numbers wrong when they were projecting Hillary Clinton to be the winner or the front runner uh, with uh, over 300 votes, uh, electoral votes, and Donald Trump in uh, the low, uh, the, 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 I think he had something like 130 or so votes. And John King said something to the effect that he needed, he had so much ground to make up. He was saying some of the same things he's saying now about uh, Hillary Clinton that he is saying now about Joe Biden. So, um, you know, so as to keep everybody grounded in the fact that things have not, uh, you know, are not um, are the same, but they could be different, um, so to speak. But one thing is that is different about this particular scenario uh, that was different uh, than in 2016. These are real votes that are being cast now versus uh, raw numbers that are just being, uh, you know, raw polls that have been taken by CNN and other uh, political outlets, uh, you know, back in 2016 that that gauged uh, inaccurately what the election was uh, was looking like. And so uh, here uh, these, you know, according to reports, you have 22 million votes already uh, that have been cast around the country 22 million votes and there was a uh, there was a graphic that was posted uh, on CNN where democrats most democrats have already said that they're going to mail in their votes they're going to do absentee voting they're not going to vote in person where more Republicans were saying they were going to go and vote in person. So if that is true, then uh, if 22 million votes have already been cast, and of course we can't say uh, with any certainty that they're all Democrat uh, and uh, and there are none, no Republican uh, votes that were taken, but what we can say is that uh, 22 million votes have been cast versus, uh, you know, back in 2016 where everyone was voting uh, on election day or the number, you know, there were absentee ballot ballots cast before election day, but not to the degree that is being cast in 2020 because of the pandemic. Uh, the, 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 the overwhelming numbers, uh, the, uh, of uh, the overwhelming number of mail-in ballots, you know, have broken records across the country. Uh, right now, in the in the city of Detroit alone, uh, I think there's somewhere over uh, they're expecting somewhere over two hundred thousand mail-in ballots, which is a a record. Uh, 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 and and so this is um, you know uh, a signal and a sign of what is to come. Uh, for November the 3rd and um, but but we just wanted to uh, to, to bring that up because um, you know I think it's so very important that you understand what's at stake and where we are 
in this process. We are just 15 days away. Now 14 days as of this recording, 14 days away from November the 3rd, just two weeks away, guys. And uh, it is incredible. It is unbelievable. Uh, you know, what's coming out of uh, both camps, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the lies that are being told on both sides, but even more so on the Trump side and what he will say and what it seems like he will get away with saying. And no one in the Republican Party is saying uh, any or doing anything about it. In fact, it seems to me that they are uh, in lockstep with this president. But I ran across a article that I wanted to share uh, with you on CNN uh, regarding this, uh, you know, this this whole idea of, of Trump uh, not willing to, uh, you know, comment or to um, uh, to 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 say whether he's going to uh, accept the results of the election if he loses uh, and, you know, what are the ramifications of that and and, and what are Democrats doing uh, to prepare uh, for this? According to CNN, there's an article that was written, uh, Democrats prepare for Trump to disrupt the election. Uh, uh, president Donald Trump's repeated claims that the presidential election will be rigged and his refusal to commit to a peaceful transition have ratcheted up Democratic fears Trump will mobilize the federal government to help win in November, sparking furious preparations for a post-election counterattack. Democrats are bracing for a wide range of seemingly improbable scenarios covering everything from Trump tying, uh, trying to deploy federal law enforcement officials to the polls to Republican state legislators overruling a state's popular vote to Trump declaring victory on election night when millions, millions of mail-in ballots still have to be counted. And um, and so, uh, yeah, this is what Democrats are preparing for. Uh, one thing that really stood out to me was uh, the fact that they're afraid Trump will um, announce or declare uh, himself the winner before all of the polls, uh, polling numbers have come in and all the votes have been counted or taken. And the fear is that because, you know, because he's the president, because he's using his bully pulpit to, uh, you know, push his agenda, that that Americans will, you know, buy into what he's saying and believe what he's saying and uh, and and will uh, cause the Biden campaign to lose credibility because he's declared himself the winner. And again, the whole and not just the Biden campaign, but the whole electoral process, the whole election process loses this credentials and credibility because you have this this madman declaring himself the winner before all the votes are taken. And this article goes on to say Democratic sources tell CNN the party's legal apparatus is preparing to respond to any potential scenarios that arises, whether it's fighting disputed state counts in court, a state slate of electors, or the deployment of federal law enforcement officers to states. Uh, you 
you even heard uh, heard him say something in uh, the opening uh, comments for this particular segment that if he loses, he's even considering leaving the country. Uh, and he said it in jest, trying to say that losing to Joe Biden would be such a uh, such a catastrophic loss to his ego uh, that because in his mind, Joe Biden is the worst candidate in presidential history. Oh, really? Really? No, he's not. You are. <laughs> you are the weakest link, uh, Trump. Goodbye. And we want we hope we're able to say goodbye to you in November. But you are the weakest link. And and so. Uh, he's saying that it would be so catastrophic if he lost to Joe Biden. He'd be willing to leave the country. Well, bye, goodbye, and um, but 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 again, all of the rhetoric that he's he's putting out there as the president. And again, you we've said this in earlier shows that is it that he does not understand the power of his voice as president or. Does he understand the power of his voice as president? Before, I was saying he doesn't understand it because he's saying so many things and it seems like his unfiltered of uh, un, uh, his is it, it, that, that there's nothing that he says without even thinking about it. And then he, because he doesn't have anyone there to check him or to pull his coattail, so to speak, uh, that he just says whatever he wants to say without any with, with, without any retribution and so now though I'm at the point where I believe he does understand the power of his voice and he's using it to discredit his own government he's using it to discredit his own uh, his own party he's using it to discredit his own agencies within the gov- within the federal government the postal service uh, the 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 uh, justice Department, you know, he's using it to discredit his own government for the benefit of his own ego. And here we are, guys. We have a narcissist in the White House. And you have to ask yourself, at what, you know, when is somebody going to say something? When is somebody going to have a backbone and speak up and tell this man where to go? And it does not seem like it's going to happen. It does not seem like it's going to happen. And you want to know what I believe, you know, I, I, I truly believe, and this is what I hope will happen. This is what I believe and I hope will happen, is that Trump loses by such overwhelming numbers that, uh, and this is what, you know, most experts are saying that, that, um, you know, if he loses with so with was uh, loses by such an overwhelming margin um, that he won't have a leg to stand on if he tries to uh, uh, to 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 litigate this election uh, in the courts. And I think he even said he's going to, you know, he's even considering taking this all the way to the Supreme Court. That's why everybody that is listening under the sound of my voice needs to make sure that they go and they vote. And don't wait until November 3rd to vote, but make sure you go and vote now. I've already done it. My ballot is already 
at the clerk's office in uh, in my municipality. It's already taken care of. I've already done that, and it's a wrap. So I encourage each and every one of you to do the same. Don't wait to November 3rd. Make sure there's no excuses that you've left anything on the table. We want to make sure that he loses by such an overwhelming number that he does not have any reason to dispute or to fight uh, the, the, the results because uh, he's lost by such an overwhelming margin that the, that the cases will be thrown out uh, even if he tries to litigate them in the courts, which he will probably do, which he's done as a businessman. He's got more lawsuits than any uh, sitting president has ever had cases that are that are still being prosecuted uh, lawsuits that have been levied against him for a number of reasons and what he does is just tie things up in court and uh, I think that's another reason why he doesn't want to leave office because he knows uh, when he leaves and, 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 and when that time does come he's going from a business suit to a orange jumpsuit and uh, he's going to be doing the perk walk from Air Force One <laughs> uh, uh, to a to a uh, to a minivan uh, taking him on to, to Rikers Island which is what we hope is going to be uh, the picture of uh, that, that that we'll all see on um, you know on that fateful day uh, in January so guys I am I, you know, that's where I am. Uh, you know, even if he does not commit to a peaceful transfer of power, uh, we want to go to the polls and make sure that we make our voices heard. We're calling the show Your Voice, Your Vote. No excuses, guys. Make sure that you go and make your Well, guys, we're getting ready to take our next break of the night. When we get back, we're getting right into the debate of who's the greatest, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest Radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. All-Pro football player Derek Mason on Jay-Z in the NFL. Jay-Z said, you know, we're past milling. Because Jay-Z, you may be past milling, but the guys that are still milling, the guys that are still fighting for injustice, they're not past milling. Everybody's screaming that, oh, Jay-Z's at the table now. We should be happy that one of us is at the table. Just because you're at the table doesn't mean we all eat the same. 
poet and lyricist Ty Scott King on the culture of CHH. My brain is overloaded. Like, I think a lot of people are like, man, there's not really many people doing this. There are thousands of very amazing artists that are doing Christian hip-hop. I think about Aaron Cole. I think about Stephen Malcolm, who is there someone that could hear an interview and be like, I want to work with him. Like, he would be a person that I, I would love to work with. He's just a phenomenal rapper, just really creative. Wande, she's another one that, uh, another artist that I had on my radio show. She is, um, Wande is maybe in her early 20s. She's doing a lot of stuff now with Reach Records and just really different, <laughs> really, um, going against the grain. Griff from Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on what he does besides comedy. Yeah, yeah. Comedy is always my first my first job. Radio is my side job, but I just um, got a nonprofit. I've been working with other people's nonprofits for the last 30 years, um, and I just created my own nonprofit, 501c3, called the Process Success Foundation to deal with leadership. And basically, I'm just going to take a bunch of young men on field trips all around the world. And I can show you how during the NHL season that all basketball stadiums have ice on them with the hardwood over the ice. Once I show you those processes, then I can teach you to process forgiveness. I can teach you the process of love. I can teach you the process of being grateful. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. How would you describe what it was like being on the floor trying to play defense when Michael Jordan had the ball? First off, good morning, Greeny. I'm going to be a professional and answer your question yeah. first and foremost. But then I got to get to Jay Williams in Let's a second. Okay. Playing against Michael Jordan, we're going to hear so much about the triangle offense, and rightfully so, it put everybody in position. You need that when you have an all-time great player. It creates a level of discipline and balance on the floor. So shout to Tex Winter and Phil Jackson for instituting that. But what normally happened was they'd swing the ball once or twice, and then all of a sudden it became something within the league we called the Bermuda Triangle, where really it was just MJ going one-on-one, and they just isolate for him. And such a dominant player, such a dominant scorer, the black cat, faster, stronger, more athletic, 
had a killer instinct like no other. So now let me get to you, Jay Williams. I saw you and Marcus Spears, my brothers, on this television show, talking about Michael Jordan's leadership style and comparing it to Mike to, to LeBron James. Let me tell y'all something. When y'all want to have goat conversations, Greeny, you, you, I can't believe you allowed this to happen. Okay. First and foremost, we can't have an MJ versus LeBron conversation because LeBron got to leapfrog some other people on the Mount Rushmore, everyone. Okay, there are some people that play basketball that accomplish some things and achieve the level of greatness that LeBron just has not been able to do. You want me to name them for you? Please. Besides Michael Jordan? Yes. You ever heard of a, a, a guy named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you ever heard of a guy um, named Bill Russell? Bill Russell? You ever heard of a guy named Irvin Magic Johnson? It's just, when did LeBron pass Magic? Did I did I miss something? Did I miss something? He's in the top five with those guys. Go ahead, J. Rose. Marcus is here too. Go ahead, J. Rose. Look, we're talking about leadership style, J. Rose, and different strokes for different folks, man. You're from the old school, I get it. I like the old school mentality. But my thing is, just because you win championships and other guys win championships don't mean that other people think you're a great leader just because you won a cha- you won championships. And I understand that Jordan won six. And I understand that he's the greatest ever to do it, that you guys are saying that. But there are different ways to lead, guys. And some people are more preferential towards a stylship leadership perspective of a LeBron James than a guy like Jordan that's like, just get out my way. Just get out of my way. It's just different strokes for different folks, Jay Rose. Marcus, hey, what do you want to jump in with? Uh, I just, look, we all know, we all hear the stories, and we all understand that Jordan was a venomous competitor. He got on his team, teammates, he lifted them. His ability to play the game was, was beyond what anybody had ever seen in the NBA. Everybody gets all of that. I just, the thing that frustrates me, it's not even about who you think the greatest player of all time is that frustrates me. The frustration for me comes from you have to be the Jordan way in order to be the ultimate leader and competitor in the NBA. That's the point that bothers me in this whole conversation. Because if you are going to tell me that in LeBron's years in the NBA, he hasn't led and been able to make players play at a higher level than they probably assume they got. J.R. Smith's career was on the brinks of being just a fly-by-night guy. He's a champion. Matthew Dellavedova when he got $38 million from another basketball team because he played with LeBron James. Look at Tristan Thompson, the way he ascended and played. Like, there is a number of guys. There's a number of remnants from LeBron's leadership ways and the way he made guys better. Where's Mills Wayne? Can I get in here? Can I get in here? Can I get in here, Jalen? Yes. Okay. When did you guys get so emotional? (laughs) Y'all talking about leadership style and teammates, how they felt about the process? Is is that what I'm hearing? You guys know this as well as anyone. Okay, a lot of times championships don't necessarily buy happiness. Scottie Pippen basically got a, a, was a, a top 10 in the league and getting paid in 1993. In 98, he was 120-something. He basically almost sabotaged the final year. 
He was not happy with them. He was not happy with his championships. I saw Shaquille O'Neal basically do the same thing when he didn't get a deal from the Lakers. He wanted the late great Dr. Jerry Buss to give him a deal. They had just won three championships. He was unhappy in L.A. and went to Miami. KD went to Golden State and left there. He doesn't talk very fondly necessarily about that being the best experience of his career overall. It's about getting it done. Yeah, and nobody got it better, done better than Michael Jordan. And, and I heard you, Spirit, talking about LeBron was the leader at all times. Of course, you guys, I don't want to down somebody to up somebody else type of thing, but we're just having a debate here. LeBron James yep. went to Miami to learn a championship mojo. Okay, they had a leadership in place with Dwayne Wade that won a championship and Pat Riley as well. I'm just saying that we're going to talk, talk, talk all history and all that. Who was his coach in Cleveland? Who was his coach in Cleveland? The first time, it really didn't matter. That's why he left. When I've lost why control. did he leave Cleveland, Jay? Hold on. Why did LeBron leave Cleveland? That's why he went to go be part of an organization with Pat Riley. I've lost control. Marcus, can, I relent, can I ask you a question? Can I relate this to, yeah, to my basketball aficionados? You know how much I respect you, Jalen, and Jay Will. I go to you guys for basketball knowledge, even Family, though I no watched the game and participated. And then, let, me, let me ask y'all this, bro. Why is there this need? And Jalen, I feel like you're doing it. I love you, big bro. Why is this need? <laughs> to discredit LeBron James? Like, where does this come from? Is this, is this something that's That's the first thing I said, Greedy Ray! Preach, Marcus. Marcus. Preach, Marcus. Marcus. Preach. I just said, I just he's, on, he's on my Mount Rushmore. I have him as the fourth greatest player G, of all time. G, that's not, not diminishing G, someone. you have... Hold on, hold on, hold on, G. You have no choice but to put him on the Rush, Mount Rushmore. Thank you for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN+. We're back on the Your Voice, Your Vote edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we kicked off tonight's show talking about Ice Cube and the contract with Black America and how we think that the Trump campaign is really just taking advantage of Ice Cube and his notoriety in the black community and how uh, he's gotten a lot of backlash because of his now association with uh, Donald Trump and his presidential campaign uh, and, and, and what's going on with that and you know again we're saying that Trump is not serious about doing anything in the black community again if if he was why is he waiting until uh, you know this this re-election bid uh, to do anything in the black community come on if he was serious about doing anything in a black community he would have done it in his first four years as president of the United States uh, so this really is just nothing but uh, a publicity stunt again He's calling it the platinum plan uh, as a as a ton in cheek way of making fun of of Ice Cube and uh, the hip hop community uh, and, and 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 you know I don't know I, I guys I'm just not there and uh, explain why that I don't uh, believe in it and uh, the worst part about it for me is that Ice Cube does not see it himself and uh, he should I I gave him a lot more credit uh, than it seems he deserves in all of this. And then uh, we talked in the last segment about Trump not committing to a peaceful transfer of power if he loses in November. He said a lot of 
outlandish things and he's continuing to say a lot of outlandish things uh, you know about uh, you know uh, what's, what's interesting is he's saying a lot of things about his own government that he is the CEO of it's, it's almost a, it's almost the same as uh, the CEO of a company that is that's talking about his employees that's 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 denigrating and and criticizing and and publicly uh, diminishing his own employees and uh, it's just it's just this is the president of the United States and uh, and we said in the last segment how we thought early on that he didn't understand the power of his voice uh, as president and how uh, we thought he was just saying things because he didn't understand the 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 power of of his voice well now I'm really believing that he does understand the power of his voice and that's why he is saying what he's saying because he's trying to stoke fear he's trying to cause division in this country uh, he's he's trying to uh, again uh, you know uh, push the narrative that this election is going to be rigged and set up uh, so that for, set up for him to lose and when he does lose it is a perfect opportunity for him to try to litigate this election in the courts much like he does with his business ventures as well so we talked about that in the last segment but in this segment in the your voice your vote edition uh, or your vote your voice edition of the thinking out loud radio show we're going to be talking about a very another very important debate uh, and not between former vice president Joe Biden and President Trump but we're going to be talking about uh, the basketball debate between LeBron James and Michael Jordan his airness and uh, you know what better way uh, than to, to use uh, this show uh, where we're talking your voice and your vote to talk about uh, a fun topic and close the show with it on tonight and so uh, you all know the Lakers just won uh, the NBA championship uh, just a few weeks ago uh, LeBron James MVP of uh, of this finals and his fourth uh, NBA championship on his third uh, team he won a championship with the Miami he won two championships rather with the Miami Heat won a championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers and then he left Cleveland and went to the LA Lakers and he won an NBA championship just a little over a week or so ago so he has four championships, three on the East Coast and one on the West Coast. Three different teams, four championships. Let that sink in, guys. So uh, I, this is where we are. I mean, uh, LeBron James, has um, he's 35 years old, been in the league uh, since he was 18 years of uh, age, uh, 10 NBA finals, and uh, four championships out of 10. So six failed NBA championships, won four, uh, three 
different teams, four different uh, four championships. This is where we are now. Michael Jordan, on the other hand, uh, was a Chicago Bulls when he, uh, Bulls uh, shooting guard uh, from 1984 until 1998, and uh, he won six NBA championships as a Chicago Bulls player. Six finals, six NBA championships, undefeated. Each time he went to the championship, he won a chip. Uh, won three championships uh, before he retired uh, and went to play baseball. Came back and won three more championships, uh, and then retired uh, for uh, com- uh, retired from a, the the Chicago Bulls in 1998. Now the other part of his career where he came back as a Washington Wizard, we don't really talk about much. <laughs> we don't much, much people most of us don't talk about because that was the darker the darker years or uh, you know uh, the, the the years that that Jordan probably should have uh, receded into the night and not have come back because I think it might have tarnished his legacy. Uh, but if you're looking, we're, we're, if we're looking at uh, his dominance, is his um, dominance. In the in the NBA, um, and and you're looking at uh, anywhere from uh, the 90s, like the uh, 91 until 98, 90, 91 to to 1998. Uh, that season there, here you have someone who uh, dominated the NBA uh, during that time frame and during that time period. Uh, six. NBA championships undefeated Um, and you heard the discussion and many people have been having this discussion long before uh, you know LeBron won his fourth NBA title Uh, but again we uh, many people have talked about who is the better player who's the greatest of all time the GOAT so to speak Um, and uh, we've seen the last dance and uh, we've you know saw the episodes many of you have uh like myself have seen it of course you can watch it on netflix it's still available there and you can watch all uh i think it might be 10 or 12 episodes uh there about uh, of uh of their run for uh their last nba title um but um, you know when you when you think about what these two individuals were able to accomplish in their story careers uh, you know uh, yes it's interesting and it's an interesting debate to have about uh, you know their legacies who is the greatest of the two men uh, Michael Jordan or LeBron James uh, one thing I want to point out though um, you know, they both played two different positions. Michael Jordan was a shooting guard, and uh, LeBron James is a power forward, but more like a point forward because he runs the floor kind of like a Magic Johnson did, point forward uh, when he played for the Lakers. So, in my view, he's more like a Magic Johnson rather than a Michael Jordan, even though um, 
people pretty much try to compare him to Michael Jordan. Um, and, you know, for obvious reasons, because he can dunk, because, you know, he, he has a presence in the NBA that, um, you know, King James, so to speak, Michael Air Jordan, they have, uh, you know, uh, this this dominance in the league that is undeniable. Uh, and, and, and so um, that is a part of uh, their cachet as players in the NBA. Uh, but when it comes down to it and comes down to who is, you know, the better of the two, uh, you know, much can be said about both of them uh, because, you know, they, they, they both were dominant in their eras. And, you know, there are even people that would say that uh, Michael Jordan, uh, you know, there were, there were the, the NBA was a different kind of uh, uh, organization, an institution when Michael Jordan was playing. There was a different, there were different rules. I mean, there were rules that were made up just to stop Michael Jordan, the Jordan rules. Uh, you know, you, you had players like Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and Clyde Drexler and uh, and 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 Reggie Miller and Gary Payton and Allen Iverson and you know even Jalen Rose uh, who played with Michael Jordan and have stories about games they played with him and you know and 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 many will say that you know that that Michael Jordan uh, you dominated in a in an era where these players Magic, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Clyde Drexler were on the decline. That Michael Jordan was rising as they were on the decline. And and that is their rationale for saying that 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 Jordan really did not beat the best players to be the best. Uh and I I don't know if that's a fair criticism of his career because uh, he still won. I mean, this man, championships, MVPs, you know, the, you, 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 you just cannot uh, disregard that. Uh, and then on the same, on the other side of it with LeBron James, you know, here you have someone that's won uh, championships on two different coasts, the East Coast and the West Coast. And I said this during an episode we did, Two Preachers and a Basketball. Shout out to my good friend, T.R. Lewis. Not sure if he's listening on tonight, but want to give him a shout out uh, during this this episode. He's a LeBron James fan, not a Michael Jordan, not, not a Michael Jordan uh, uh, slappy like myself. But uh, nevertheless, uh, you know, he would say that um, that LeBron, uh, because he won in on the East Coast and the West Coast, that 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 make on three different teams that that allows him to stand somewhat above Michael Jordan because Jordan was a Chicago Bull throughout his entire championship run. Uh, a championship stellar career. Um, you know, I was getting ready to give that to Kawhi Leonard. I was going to give, in fact, give uh, Kawhi the edge over LeBron. I said this during that episode because Kawhi won a championship with 
the San Antonio Spurs and with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the, uh, of course, the San Antonio Spurs are on the West Coast and the, uh, the, the Toronto Raptors are on the East Coast. Uh, and then he would have, if he won one, uh, another one on the West Coast in the LA, with the LA Clippers, uh, that again, to me, would have cemented him as a better player than LeBron James because he has three championships, two on, on the West Coast, which I believe is the, 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 the more uh, competitive side than the East because LeBron James really in my mind made the East competitive uh, and 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 now he moved over to the West which again was more competitive even before LeBron came over there you had Golden State you had uh, you know you had the 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 Houston Rockets the Oklahoma City Thunder you know the Portland Trailblazers uh, I mean the 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 West was pretty deep the Denver Nuggets you know, the, 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 you had some young teams, and they showed uh, why the West is, uh, uh, in some respects, a more competitive side than the East. Uh, but to LeBron James' credit, you know, you saw the shift in the league when he. Um, when he went from the East Coast to the West Coast, and it opened up the East for players like Giannis and. And uh, and uh, and 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 you know uh, you know players like Kimba Walker and uh, other uh, other dominant players in the East because you didn't have LeBron James uh, basically taking up much of the basketball space in that uh, on that side. However, uh, you when you go back to you know uh, when, when he went over to the West Coast, now you're adding uh, to me a more uh, competitiveness to the West, uh, you know, because you have such a dominant uh, player in LeBron James. However, there was there is talk of putting an asterisk on this particular season because of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Pandemic, and the fact that uh, this was an abbreviated season, you know, it wasn't eight an eighty-two game season like your normal eighty-two game season that's played out, where you have you know forty-one uh, home games and forty-one away games, and then the playoffs and the NBA championship. Well, you had an abbreviated season in Orlando in the bubble where teams were sequestered there for much of the year uh, to uh, much of the uh, for the playoffs and. And there, when teams lost, then they left and went home. And the and the Lakers and uh, the um, the Lakers and uh, the Miami Heat were the last two teams standing, so to speak. Uh, but um, that being said, um, you know. When and I was one saying I was one of the ones saying that an asterisk would probably be 
foot on this NBA season because of it, of its abbreviation. However, you know, I've heard some analysts put it this way. They say that this was a much harder uh, season for uh, someone like LeBron James because of the, you know, the, the climate of the pandemic uh, being sequestered there uh, in this bubble for that amount of time uh, away from family, away from friends, uh, the, you know, uh, the, the, the change in your routine, the changes in, you know, in, in, in training and exercising and practicing and getting ready for games and things of that nature, all uh, changing for him, uh, having to uh, even go through what was happening on the outside with in the, in the social climate with the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and, and the things that were happening in this political climate that, uh, that the NBA so, uh, you know, uh, so phenomenally embraced you know again shouts out to commissioner adam silver for the great job that he did this 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 year uh, you know really um you know uh embracing what was happening in this political and social climate and making it a part of what the nba was going to be doing during this season and some were saying that that in though and in those respects that it makes this season uh you, you wouldn't put an asterisk on it because uh, because this was you know because of the kind of season it was uh, it was still um, a a a a a uh, a very challenging and uh, entertaining one to watch and I have to admit it was very much so uh, even more so than than the football season that we're watching now uh, in the NFL and in college football uh, I think the NBA did a phenomenal job in really um bringing the game to the fans and making it uh, a fan experience even though fans were not allowed to be in the stadium but going back to this debate between Michael Jordan and LeBron James guys you know everybody has a vote and again this is the vo- your voice your vote edition and you know you those who listen to the show know my vote is uh, Michael Jordan uh, but what I will say about LeBron James uh, as we get ready to wrap this segment is that I have come to admire him as a black man, not just an athlete, because I think even though uh, I like Michael's game better than LeBron's, I still say that LeBron James is a class act. I, th- I think he is uh, a man's man. I applaud him for uh, the work that he's doing not just on the court but even off the court and uh, what he's doing with his schools uh, his school in Cleveland uh, I think I saw somewhere where he is uh, already given 41 million dollars to put 1100 children through college and and that's phenomenal you know uh, he, he is he is a social activist he is he's you know every time he gets an opportunity to, to speak up and talk about what's going on in our community he's done so he hasn't run from it like his counterpart 
Michael Jordan. Uh, you know, uh, there was a quote that uh, uh, Michael uh, made. I'm sure he regrets some years ago that uh, Republicans and Democrats both buy my shoes. So uh, that is uh, one reason that some used to uh, to uh, say that he was not socially active and he wasn't someone that was. Uh, you know, involved in the political landscape during his dominance, and uh, and 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 so he was more about the money than he was about uh, uh, the the what was going on in his community. And so, again, what I will say about LeBron, he is a stand-up guy, class act. Uh, you know, people talk about him being a, a, a definite role model, which I truly believe he is. He is a father of uh, I believe three children uh, and two or two sons one daughter uh, one wife and you know uh, they've been together I think ever since high school high school sweetheart you don't hear anything about him uh, cheating on her uh, no scandals in it no skeletons in his closet so to speak you know he's not a perfect individual uh, by a long shot but at the same token I think he's a role model for many any black men that are trying to do something successful in, in, in our society is one that you should definitely look up to. And so in that respect, uh, LeBron does get my vote over Michael Jordan because uh, uh, he is someone that understands his community, understands the needs of his community and has been there uh, to help his community from day one. And so uh, he gets my vote in that regard. So, guys, you know, uh, whether what whatever who's ever side that you're on uh, in this debate between MJ and LBJ or LJ, uh, you know, they're two great men. And I think there's plenty of room for them to be great uh, in the pantheon of sports. So, uh, you know, Michael Jordan might get my vote as the best player, uh, basketball player of all time. But Michael, but but LeBron James definitely gets my vote as uh, the most um, uh, as the leader, the sports leader of our time uh, up there right with Muhammad Ali the greatest of all time and and so I would love to get your thoughts and feedback not just about this debate but any of the topics that we discussed during tonight's show uh, you can add us at TOL radio host MSN or uh, give us an email a con- hit us up on our email at contact at michaelnimmons.com or post something on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show guys we would love to hear from you we hope you enjoy tonight's show well guys we're going to take our next break of the night but when we come back we're going to give you our thought of the week you don't want to go anywhere it's the thinking out loud radio show we'll be right back you're tuned in to the thinking giving voice to issues that matter to you. 
everybody? This is your girl Telly Hampton coming to you straight from Detroit, Michigan. Right now, I am tuned in with your great host, Michael Nimmons. Make sure you stay locked to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. with radio host Michael Nimmons. Available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now available for download on the Detroit Praise Network app. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you... Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's time, time, time for the Thinking Out Loud radio show thought, 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 thought of the week. Tonight I want to share with you an excerpt from a powerful sermon delivered by Reverend Howard John Wesley, pastor of the Alfred Street Baptist Church. The sermon's entitled, A Birth of a Nation. If you ever wanted to know why you needed to vote, this is the reason. 
take a listen. Can I walk you back through American history for a moment? After the civil rights, America enters a critical period called Reconstruction. You remember that from eighth grade U.S. history. Reconstruction, 1863 to 1877. And in that time, America was trying to make reprimands for the racism and slavery that had infected our nation. And during Reconstruction, blacks across this land had the right to vote that came to them through the 15th Amendment. Go on, teach Pastor Wesley. And in that time of Reconstruction, Dwayne, you'll be surprised to acknowledge that blacks in America elected over 1,500 legislators during the time of Reconstruction. 1,500 black people were elected to office during Reconstruction. During Reconstruction, when blacks had the right to vote, we sent 15 people to Congress and two U.S. Senators, Hiram Rebels and Blanche Bruce, and they were both voted in the state of Mississippi. I want to make sure you catch this. Between 1863 and 1877, black folk elected two U.S. Senators from the state of Mississippi. And when the South realized the power of black voting, they couldn't overturn the 15th Amendment giving us the right to vote, so then they started using voter suppression tactics to make it illegal for us to register to vote. And from that very moment, the impetus of black freedom fight was always about one thing, the right to vote. From the moment registering to vote became illegal, people marched, bled, were lynched, and killed for one objective, that their children and their children's children and their children's children's children, I'm talking about you, their children's children's children would have the right to vote. So when the Voters' Right Act is passed in 1965, Martin Luther King Jr. called it the crown jewel of the civil rights movement because everything they did, everything they fought for, everything they marched for, everything they bled for, everything they died for, was for you to have the right to vote. So with you and your millennial woke self decides you go sit at home on election day, allow me to tell you that you are disrespecting the blood of those who've been shed. If you don't vote, you're disrespecting the blood of Medgar Evers. If you don't vote, you're disrespecting the sacrifice of James Cheney and Andrew Goodman and Michael Schwerner. When you don't vote, you're saying that Jimmy Lee Jackson's life didn't matter at all. When you don't vote, you're saying you don't give up about Bloody Sunday in 1965 and all those who shed blood for you and were wounded for you and arrested for you and hung from trees from you, you're saying that they don't matter in your life at all. Shame on you for disrespecting the blood of our ancestors. If you knew how much was paid for your right to vote, if you knew how many people sacrificed their lives for you to register, 
if you knew how much blood was shed on your right to vote. You wouldn't mind standing in line. You wouldn't mind driving out the way. You wouldn't mind doing what you have to do because you know the cost of the right to vote. And I want you to remember the price that was paid for your right to vote. When you don't vote, not only are you disrespecting our past, but watch this, you're jeopardizing our future. Oh God, let me talk this through. I want to make sure you catch this. When you don't vote, you jeopardize the future of justice in this land. If you're not voting, then you're not casting your voice about the district attorneys and the state attorneys in your local communities. You know where justice begins? With the district attorney. You know who makes a decision about who goes to trial? The district attorney. You know who's, who organizes plea bargains? The district attorneys. You know who fails to indict officers for killing black people? The district attorneys. And when you don't vote, you have no say in the person who makes the decision of who goes to trial and who walks away without even being indicted. When you don't vote, you are not eligible to serve in a jury pool. So when you don't vote, you're not part of the grand jury who makes a decision of whether that officer ought to be indicted or not. When you don't vote, you don't get to sit in the jury of peers and advocate for someone who looks like you for lesser sentencing or for even equal treatment under the law. When you don't vote, you are not part of the justice system. You disqualify yourself when you sit at home. And beloved, voting is not simply about what president will sit for the next four years. When you fail to vote, you do not understand the judicial legacy that a president leaves long after he is in office. This vote in November is not about the next four years. It's about the next 40 years. Let me take you back to constitution and governance. The president of the United States has the authority to place men and women as judges all across the district courts, the appellate court, and the Supreme Court. This current president, in his four years, has appointed more judges than every other president except Jimmy Carter. In four years, President Donald Trump has appointed 198 judges to the bench, two to the Supreme Court, some 50 plus to appellate court, and the rest to district court. And many of those appointees will sit as justices of judgment for the rest of their lives. 100 and 98 judges have been appointed by this president. Do you know how many of those 198 appointees are black? Do you know how many of the 198 appointees of this president are of color? Of the 198 judges that this president has placed on the bench, not one of them is black. 
Not a single black face sitting as a judge under this president. 198 judges and not one of them is black. Let's stop filming. Hundred and ninety-eight judges. One hundred and ninety-eight judges. And not one is black. So when you don't vote, you don't determine who stands at trial. When you don't vote, you don't get to sit in the jury and determine the fate of those in trial. When you don't vote, you don't get to help determine the judge that sits on the bench. Don't tell me you out here hollering Black Lives Matter if you don't vote. Black lives don't matter to you if you don't vote. Don't tell me you're mad that Daniel Cameron has not indicted the police officers who killed Breonna Taylor if you don't vote because you ain't got nothing to do with it. How dare you not vote? When we don't vote, we dismiss ourselves from being part of leveling the playing field of justice in the United States of America. 198 judges, and not one is black. We've got to cultivate a vision. We've got to cast our vote. Y'all, we've got to challenge racism with our voices. message and definitely he brought it home why we need to vote and again if you ever needed motivation this is definitely the sermon that you needed to hear shouts out to reverend dr howard john wesley pastor of alfred street baptist church for sharing with our listeners on tonight why it's so important that we go to the polls and vote. And again, you don't have to wait to November 3rd to vote. You can do it right now. Over 22 million people have already cast their votes and you can do it right now. Do it. Do it today. 
Again, thank you for tuning in to tonight's show. We truly appreciate it. We talked about Ice Cube and the Platinum Plan and Trump's non-committal of a peaceful transfer of power, as well as who is the greatest, the GOAT of all time, the greatest of all time, MJ or LeBron. It's a debate that everybody's going to continue to have long after these men have passed on. Uh, but again, it's a fun debate and one I'm uh, definitely interested in having with anyone who is willing to do so. So again, you can add us at TOL Radio Host MSN on uh, Instagram or Facebook, uh, Instagram or um, uh, Instagram or Twitter, and on Facebook. Follow us and like our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Stop by our website, michaelnemons.com. We've got a lot of great things in store for you there. You can listen to our podcast. You can purchase our books, Who Told You That You Were Naked, and Vision. And we've got some uh, sweet gear. That's right, guys. We've got t-shirts, face masks. We've got hoodies. You know, the season's starting to change. And uh, you need something to wear in the fall. Wear some of our Thinking Out Loud radio show gear. We've got the great things for you. Definitely check it out, guys. And I'm sure you're going to uh, you're going to like it. So stop by michaelnemons.com and do it today. Well, guys, that's our show for tonight. We truly appreciate you tuning in to yet another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Make sure you tune in next week. We're going to have another great show in store for you. Well, we're getting out of here, but before we do, always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve Achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.